there was a strong smell of petrol, and Jerry popped the Spitfire's hood and hopped out in panic, envisioning imminent incineration, just as the last plane of green flight roared past him and took wing, its engine fading to a buzz within seconds. A mechanic was pelting down from the hangar to see what the trouble was, but Jerry'd already opened Dolly's belly and the trouble was plain. The fuel line was punctured. Well, thank Christ he hadn't got into the air with it, that was one thing, but he grabbed the line to see how bad the puncture was and it came apart in his hands and soaked his sleeve nearly to the shoulder with high-test petrol. Good job the mechanic hadn't come loping up with a lit cigarette in his mouth. He rolled out from under the plane, sneezing, and Gregory the mechanic stepped over him. "'Not flying her today, mate,' Greg said, squatting down to look up into the engine and shaking his head at what he saw. "'Aye, tell me something I don't know.' He held his soaked sleeve gingerly away from his body. "'How long to fix her?' Greg shrugged, eyes squinted against the cold wind as he surveyed Dolly's guts. Half an hour for the tire, you'll maybe have a back up tomorrow, if the fuel line's the only engine trouble. Anything else we should be looking at? Aye, the left wing gun trigger sticks sometimes. Gives a bit of grease, maybe. I'll see what the canteen's got in the way of leftover dripping. You best hit the showers, Mac. You're turning blue. He was shivering right enough the rapidly evaporating petrol wicking his body heat away like candle smoke. Still, he lingered for a moment, watching as the mechanic poked and prodded, whistling through his teeth. "'Go on, then,' Greg said in feigned exasperation, backing out of the engine and seeing Jerry still there. "'I'll take good care of her.' "'I, I know. I just—' "'I. Thanks.' Adrenaline from the aborted flight was still surging through him, thwarted reflexes making him twitch. He walked away, suppressing the urge to look back over his shoulder at his wounded plane. Jerry came out of the pilot's WC half an hour later, eyes stinging with soap and petrol, backbone knotted. Half his mind was on Dolly, the other half with his mates. Blue and green were up this morning, red and yellow resting. Green flight would be out over Flamborough Head by now, hunting. He swallowed, still restless, dry-mouthed by proxy, and went to fetch a cup of tea from the canteen. That was a mistake. He heard the gremlins laughing as soon as he walked in and saw Sailor Milan. Milan was group captain and a decent bloke overall. South African, a great tactician, and the most ferocious, most persistent air fighter Jerry'd seen yet. Rat terriers weren't in it, which was why he felt a beetle skitter briefly down his spine when Milan's deep-set eyes fixed on him. Lieutenant, Milan rose from his seat smiling, the very man I had in mind. The devil he had, Jerry thought, arranging his face into a look of respectful expectancy. Milan couldn't have heard about Dolly's spot of bother yet, and without that Jerry would have scrambled with A-flight on their way to hunt 109s over Flamborough Head. Milan hadn't been looking for Jerry. 
he just thought he'd do for whatever job was up. And the fact that the group captain had called him by his rank rather than his name meant it probably wasn't a job anyone would volunteer for. He didn't have time to worry about what that might be, though. Milan was introducing the other man, a tallish chap in army uniform with dark hair and a pleasant, if sharp, look about him. Eyes like a good sheepdog, he thought, nodding in reply to Captain Randall's greeting. Kindly, maybe, but he won't miss much. Randall's come over from Ops at Ealing, Sailor was saying over his shoulder. He hadn't waited for them to exchange polite chat, but was already leading them out across the tarmac, heading for the flight command offices. Jerry grimaced and followed, casting a longing glance downfield at Dolly, who was being towed ignominiously into the hangar.